What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a very special edition. We say it every time, D, but this one's extra special. The Canes are in the final four. We're reporting live here from South Miami, Coral Gables, whatever you want to call it. We're here and we're in the final four. D, you like the matchups that we had when we talked about it last week. Miami throttles Houston and they really battled tonight against Texas to come out with a win. Wow. Final four bound. That's right. Pete live from Sunset Tavern. So, uh, by the way, we're getting a new Canes Inside Studio, so you're going to hear some crystal audio. This is all about the feel. My man is in Sunset Tavern. He doesn't even know where he is right instant now. Instant reaction, baby. Instant reaction, baby. <laughs> it's euphoria. It's euphoria in the Gables, man. It's been a long time coming. What a game. You know, talking about the matchups, this defense has been slept on. They were asleep themselves the first half of this game, right? the first three quarters of this game. But, man. Once that defense locked in and the comeback started, you could feel it happening. That was that box out where Omir just wanted it more. And Texas got pushed his butt into him and fouled him. That was, you knew something special was happening. And man, this is so, such an awesome feeling, such a deserved feeling for this team. The emotion, the love that Larinaga got from his players. Every team is not like that with that bond between coach and player. There's a special team, a special coach. He's on the, he's climbing that, that Kane's all-time list as far as sports figures, taking this team to the Final Four from the Miami Arena with Marcus Barnes and all those, you know, no one in the crowd to what you're seeing now. It's, uh, it's, it's something special, Pete. I know you've been waiting a long time. Indeed, down eight at halftime. I mean, Texas was hitting every shot. Uh, their defense, you got to give them credit for what they were doing to kind of disrupt Miami offensively. And then Isaiah Wong, two points in the first half. They keep uh, highlighting how he's struggling, how they're, they're locking him down. And then he starts hitting shots, you know, highly contested mid-range jump shots out of nowhere. Omir battles through those foul issues, right, which, you know, you saw Coach, Coach L taking him out early in the first half. And I think there were some people kind of questioning why wasn't he playing the whole time. He picked up a couple fouls early in the second half. He had four fouls, and he was able to, to play – with those fouls very effectively deep into that second half. Yeah, I mean, that that turnover, the strip of the ball, I mean, that was the, you know, if the box out and, and that rebound foul wasn't the play of the game, that strip probably was. And he, that was a risky play, but he knew what he was doing. Um, it's just uh, so many guys you can name because – Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect, Jordan Miller, baby. You got to start there. Jordan Miller did not miss a shot all night. Amazing defense, showed you the whole bag with the footwork, with the bank shots, with the shooting uh, at the line, the drives. He really did it all. And uh, he was one of the guys they talked about in the postgame interview. He felt the pain last year. He's not a transfer. I mean, he's a transfer, but he's not a this year transfer. So he was there last year. He felt that loss and to come all the way back and redeem himself. Not that he needed redemption. He's already a stud, but this really took it to a new level. Uh, awesome to see. You know, Wong, you mentioned. People were doubting him. The group chats were blowing up. People complaining about Wong. And then he showed you who he was. Um, Omir did what he does with the hustle. And a Poplar hit. How many tough, contested, pull-up jump shots did Poplar hit that, listen, if those shots don't go in, the momentum swings the other way, and we may not be here right now. It was probably the most delicate part of the game as far as this potentially being a blowout or just a, a game that was going to get away from Miami totally. And Poplar was hitting shots and really got it going and got the energy back. You know, and even Nigel Pack, he wasn't like he was in the Houston game where he was making shots from all over the place. 
But some of those drives, some of those plays he made when Miami was just kind of hanging on to that that ten point deficit uh, were also huge. By the way, if you hear my kid, if you hear my kids in the background, I was supposed to put them to bed while my wife was at yoga. But this emergency podcast, this is Canes in the Final Four. These kids could wait; they could fall asleep at school tomorrow. It's a we're special moment. To, baby, we're going to Houston. We need all the ruckus we can get. All right, we're back. Had to send my kids to bed. Uh, they're not happy about it, but everybody wants to be celebrating like Pete and Sunset Tavern and the rest of the Coral Gables in Miami celebrating this win. But, you know, let's talk about the resilience of this team. Being down, not just the, the fact that they were down, but the fact that it was a frustrating, frustrating game on the defense. They were making – Texas was making every single shot. Some of them were open. Some of them were good ball movement. Some of them were just great shots and great shot making. What do you what do you tell about the character of this team that you've seen really throughout the year uh, from the beginning and 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 you know, pre conference play to what we're seeing now? There was no uh, there was no flinch in this team. I mean, like you said, Nigel Pack wasn't. Uh, listen, Miami wasn't getting the opportunities from the outside that they were getting against Houston. It was a different game plan that he- that that Texas was throwing at them uh, in terms of the ball pressure up front and really having to grind out these possessions. And by the way, it was more so on the defensive end than the offensive end. Miami's offense, yes, there were some tough stretches throughout this game, but if you really break it down, there was a stretch there through the first 10 minutes of the first half that you were saying, man, are they going to get a stop? Because, what? Because you know, the, the refs were calling a lot. It, both teams were in the bonus, the double bonus, very early on in that second half. And... It came down to the defensive end, and they did not flinch. Like I said before, Omir getting the four fouls and coming back in with eight and a half minutes left and staying out of getting another foul was a miraculous event in itself. But I point back to Coach L and the composure that he showed because every time they showed him on the sidelines, it was the same old Coach L. Right. He's not he's not waving his hands, throwing his hands up in the air, yelling more than he normally would. The team reflects what the coach is giving them. And Laranega's experiences, not only with this team last year, but what he's done leading George Mason to the final four, 1000 percent came into play here. Every time they showed Rodney Terry at Texas, he looked a little concerned. He was he was moving all over the place. He had a little bit of extra energy. Obviously, you know, he, he's probably going to get that head coaching job over there after their run. But today, Coach L was the one who showed his composure in these moments. Miami taking over the state of Texas. First takedown, Houston, the hometown Final Four team. They don't make it there. And then Texas gets a gets an early exit. So Miami really taking it to the state of Texas. Um, you know, when you look at this particular team, obviously it's gone further than any Miami Hurricane team. I would say it's the best Miami Hurricane team ever. You've seen every Hurricane team. I know you've been season ticket holder since forever. What makes this particular team different in the way that they've done more really than any other team before? What makes them that much more special? The balance in this team. The this team is 100% the difference maker. You go back to all the, you know, I can't say that I was watching the Darius Rice team that was that was uh you know a sweet 16 team, but Jack the Clinton teams were all Jack the Clinton centered. Um you have the Shane Larkin team, that was a very well balanced team, right? But other than Larkin, 
there was not a guy who could really create off the dribble and go get a, a shot for himself, right? So Larkin being an undersized guard, are you going to rely on that for the entire tournament? It was tough, and I saw against uh, against Marquette in that game that they that they played. The shots weren't falling. They didn't have it. Uh, the Angel Rodriguez, Shel- uh, Sheldon McClellan team, very similar situation. Those two guys could go get their bucket, but how deep was that team and how cohesive of a unit were they really? This Miami team plays to their strengths and they play to each other's strengths, right? They know how to rely on each other when the offense isn't necessarily, you know, hitting on all cylinders. Jordan Miller can go get it, go get a bucket when he needs to. Isaiah Wong, when things got tight in that second half, the offense was not flowing, he could go get a bucket if he needed to. Nigel Pack took Miami last last round to where they are now. And he had some crucial moments in tonight's game, too. A lot of guys who can go get their own buckets and know how to play cohesively as a unit. And then you said it, I believe it was last podcast, Steve. This is a modern basketball lineup. You look at what Omir does, both sides of the floor, right? His activity on the on the on the glass. And just his pure athleticism, I mean, listen, this is a team who can spread you out. Most of the guys can hit shots. And then you have a guy like Wooga Poplar, who, again, he's not someone that you would expect to get uh, 20 points a night. But he was keeping Miami alive for most of this game. He was hitting very shots. Yeah, as far as, you know, I was able to see some of those those Darius Rice teams and some of those older teams that that had initial tournament success. And to me, the biggest difference with this team is the athleticism top to bottom of the guys that play and the intelligence and the emotional composure of those athletes. Miami has smart premium athletes. Omir, you heard Kelvin Sampson in the last game talking about how intelligent he is. You can see the athleticism as well. Wong, the composure to be able to come back and do what he did, even though he wasn't starting strong. Pack able to find his game. Miller, all the things he does. And then Poplar and Bensley Joseph, who, you know, shout out to him as far as putting his body on the line. I mean, he was t- he took a nasty spill. He really wanted it and, and showed you just what he brought to the table from a hustle standpoint. So that to me, that to me is the difference of this team is missing. Yeah, let- he missed those two free throws early in the game comes back, makes the next two, and stood right in there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that's the difference. And then, you know, as far as this is a Hall of Fame coach on the sideline, it, it's one thing to go to a Kentucky or a Kansas and just recruit the McDonald's All-America list and then say you're the best coach in the country. But when you take George Mason, which really paved the way for San Diego State and for FAU, to do what they VCU, did today. You know, VCU and Butler and all those teams that have made these runs. That didn't happen before. That was not a thing that happened before Larinaga. So he paid, he was the rich, you know, he was the first one to break through that way. And then to do what he's doing in Miami, which is a uh, program that almost dropped basketball. It's really like if Kentucky became the best football team program in the SEC, what would you be doing with that coach? You know, you'd be putting him in the Hall of He's still coaching. Larry Nagy is like that as far as what this run in Miami means. And then, of course, what he's done in the past, uh, just a phenomenal coach. So, Pete, real quick before we wrap up, 
again, as someone who's lived and died with this program, the basketball program, who's traveled, who's traveling to, to Houston now, what, what went through, a lot of Canes fans listening were Man. like that. They, they believe this basketball program. What, what was the feeling like? This was an emotional – it was an emotional win. I can't lie. I cried tears of joy, man. I'm, I'm tearing up right now, man. This meant a lot for the people who did not believe when it was the Convocation Center, when it was the Bank United Center, and now it's the Watsco Center. We're in the Final Four, and we got a puncher's chance. Everyone's talking about UConn. Everyone's talking about Houston. Everyone's talking about uh, Texas. Indiana, Blue Blood program. I like Miami's chances against UConn. Haven't broken anything down. Sonogo's a great player. Hurley's a great coach. I like Miami's chances. Let's go battle Saturday night in Houston. I'll be there, everybody. If you if you want to see me out there, hit me up. I'll be there. And I'll be ready to go to battle, and I'll be ready to go to war like the rest of our Canes, man. Let's go. I love it. More than a puncher's chance, baby. This is Miami's a heavyweight. Miami's a heavyweight. They've been beating heavyweights all the way through. Just beat another heavyweight. UConn is the new favorite after Houston got knocked out, after Texas got knocked out, now the new favorite is UConn. Uh, I like the Canes. I'm picking them. I hope no, the rest of the country doesn't pick them and keeps not picking them. You so, see it. More guards than Shawshank. More, more guards than Shawshank, baby. Shout out to John Rothstein, baby. Hey, keep okay. it locked on the Canes Inside podcast. we got a ton of content coming away. New Canes Inside the way. We're going to be talking spring football. We're going to be talking recruiting and guaranteed. We're going to be talking about this huge matchup with UConn all week and breaking it down. So stay tuned. Go to Underdog Fantasy, promo code CIS. Put some money on one of these players to do to go off because someone's going off. And uh, thanks for sticking with us. Go Canes. Let's go win the whole thing, baby. Go Canes. Hey, drink some water tonight. Drink some I water will. tonight. Okay.